nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. We're here to tell all sorts of crazy, trippy stories that only two real good longtime friends can. That's right. <laughs> and what are we talking about this week, Jarman? Well, this week I thought we we thought we'd talk about sports ball or sports ball or sports as or sport as they call it in the UK. So, as you probably know, if you listen to the show a lot, Steve and I are not the sportiest guys in the world. Uh, we're a couple of drama geeks. I've been accused of such. <laughs> yeah, we're nerds. We uh, aren't really on. Uh, Steve works in technology. I'm an actor as well. And so we don't, we don't really do that stuff. But, you know, we had experiences growing up with that thing. So the sport. <laughs> That's right. Well, Zara, Darren, what's the first sport that you like were in a league? Oh, man. Well, I like played. many kids, I guess, in the U.S., you know, were shoved into uh, uh, Little League Baseball. And uh, I was pretty terrible. Because I was a, as Steve might know, I was a weak, sickly kid because I had heart problems. And so from until I had my heart surgery when I was like 12, I was just super skinny and pale and frail. And so they put me into into Little League and they had to give every kid a position. And they saw how bad I was and they did the tryouts. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a towel boy position, but they, they shoved me out in the right field, sometimes left field. And I guess right field is the place you get the least action because – most people are right-handed at bat, so they hit the ball. It usually goes to left field if it goes that far. So, like, we'll stick them in right field with the least things happen. Yeah. There's it's, a whole song about how right field is, like, a loser's place in the league. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole song about it. And so I would be out there looking at butterflies and just hoping nothing came my way. And every time the ball came my way, these other kids, so young, were still taking it so seriously. And I'd miss the ball or I wouldn't get the grounder. And they'd be like, Jarman, damn it. <laughs> so it sucked. And I remember at one point, um, my parents are immigration attorneys. And so they often take a lot of cases pro bono growing up or they take trades for things because clients couldn't pay. So one of their clients was this um, a minor league baseball player who was moving to Orlando to work, play for a team. And he, with part of a trade, he says, you know, can you give our, our son some lessons? And so I met with this like minor league baseball player from, I forgot what country he was from, um, to give me some lessons. We did like two or three. And I think we just kind of said, ah, this isn't worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> He just looked at you and went, ah, kid, this isn't worth it. He's like, I'm a I don't need to get in the country that bad. Yeah. He just deported himself. It was that bad. I got to go. But I was that bad. We just said, no, this isn't even worth his time. So, uh, yeah, baseball. I told this on another episode, <laughs> and it may have been of this show. I'm not sure, but I, I went to one of your Little League games. Ooh. Uh, fifth grade. It was by that park, by the high school football field. Oh, yeah. It's the first time I met your dad, I think. No, and you were out in right field, and there was a ball that was actually no. You got put on second base or something. That you might have been like once or twice. Position yeah. For, well, I was there, buddy. You were put <laughs> in second base, and the the batter hit it, and it went ten or twelve feet over your head. Right. Like center field should have gotten it, but and you like put your glove up. And I remember your dad was like, ah, I didn't even jump for it. 
And I remember looking and going like, he could have been Shaquille O'Neal and jumped and he wouldn't have gotten that. But I remember your dad was just upset that you hadn't at least tried to jump for this thing. But there was no possible way you could have gotten it. <laughs> I should have jumped for it. <laughs> After that, uh, I went and we had wings for the first time in my life. And I fell in love with wings. That, <laughs> that was the first time you had wings. Yeah, your dad took us to wings and things after your little league game. That's just the most important part of this podcast. That was the first it time you is. had wings. It is. <laughs> uh, I think really my funny. first sport was probably soccer. Oh, okay. And I played it three or four seasons from seven to 10. Mm. You know, like fall soccer, spring soccer. And the thing I, I, I've got two very specific memories um, or sort of recollections is that the coolness of your team was based off the color. Hmm. You were, so I'm pretty sure first season I was green team and that was pretty lame <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and then we got light blue and light blue was like, all right, we're light blue. That's all right. We're no dark blue, but you know, uh, and then we got red one season and then we were the red team and who's the bad guy and like the good bad guy in all the movies, the, the red, red team, team. <laughs> always so we're the red team. And then my last season, we were like the maroon team. <laughs> it was it was the worst color to end on. See, now that'd be my favorite color to play, maroon. <laughs> That's true. Just dark colors. Well, do you remember so, being any awesome. good at soccer? Um, here, here's what I remember about me actually playing. I was in the goal a lot because I was just bigger than most of the other kids, and I just took up more space. I had longer arms and legs. Sure. I was harder to shoot around. Um, I had a foot like a rocket. Cause I was so much bigger than a lot of the kids and I could just boot the ball. So like playing defense half of the time, my move was like, not, not like pass it to my teammate downfield. It was line the ball up and kick it downfield as hard as I can. Plus you've always had giant calves, like just yes. massive. I've calves. had, cr- yes, that is accurate. <laughs> I've, I've got calves that I don't deserve. Um, but yeah, I remember I would just punt it and cause the other team just to like lose any momentum they were having and have to chase the ball down back to their side of the field. Hey, I've seen enough you know, major league soccer stuff saying, and where they actually that's used a lot. Just kick it out of there. Get it out of the way. Yeah, you just know? clear it. Just yeah. clear it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I remember is that I got subbed in to take penalty kicks for a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So they would like bring me in to like scare goalies basically. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, the kid that kicks so hard is going to come take the kick. <laughs> oh, no. And, I, and my dad. Ne- so let me tell a two prong story about my dad. here. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> so my dad was the assistant coach, I think, like my last season. Nice. Or something on the team. And the main coach and his son were out for something. And so my dad was the coach for one game. And there was a kid on the other team. And there was always in every sport I played, there was always this one kid who wore long pants. and use them as an excuse to slide tackle. Basically Mm. he used them as guards for his legs. And I remember him doing this and hurting, kind of hurting someone on the team or taking someone down and the ref giving me a warning. My dad being really outraged. The kid didn't get thrown out. And then, you know, they're on the sideline and my dad, I don't know if it's true. Uh, said that he, he heard the coach basically encouraging the kid to do it. And he told him to go shove it up his own ass. (laughs) And the ref heard that part and threw my dad out of the game. (laughs) So my dad, dad got expelled from the <laughs> soccer game for yelling at a coach for telling a kid to hurt other kids. Yeah, who does uh, that? That's ridiculous. And then my buddy Jeremy's dad, who was like third in line, stepped up and was coach for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, here's the other side of the prompt. My dad never encouraged me to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. That was never what he said. But I remember him telling me when I was when I was kicking penalty shots. He said, 
kick it so hard they're afraid to get in front of it. And that makes sense. You don't you don't want to hurt them, but you want them to think about if it's worth it. Right. right. <laughs> I remember you don't need you don't, just scare them a little. You don't need to hurt them. Just scare them a little. That's like every time I went to bat in Little League, I was like, is it worth me getting in the way of this fastball coming towards me? Or am I just going to take a ball and just just yeah, or take just a strike? Take a strike. I don't care. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, not worth it. The best part of the game is the end when they give you hot dogs or something, you know, so just it's <laughs> true. That's what everyone's waiting for is a goddamn like orange slice. I just got to survive to the end of this game and I'm going to get a hot dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. Nothing uh, talks about survival during sports more than like P.E. Mm. At school, phys ed. Well, that's my first experience with soccer was when I think a lot of phys ed classes are middle school and even high school. I think we played soccer and I was just. I hated it because so many kids just went straight for your shins, like trying to kick at your feet out from underneath you. Oh, yeah. And they didn't give you shin guards. Like they didn't have no. shin guards enough for everybody for elementary school soccer. There's no one refereeing <laughs> it either. Like what's in PE. There's like, go play soccer. And like, no, please. <laughs> Aren't you going to supervise? <laughs> I need an adult, please. <laughs> but also like uh, dodgeball. I hated. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, dodgeball is just, it's a way, and then there's other stuff. I look back at PE, and there's so much, like, survival of the fittest crap it is. Pucked, pucked in there. Games like dodgeball and bombardment, and then the, the prospect of team picking is, like, another a nightmare. Huge, and it's not a nightmare. It just, it looking back at it, it takes the coaches, and it takes them out of blame's way. They didn't make the teams. You did. Yeah. So instead of turning on the coach, they turn kids turn on each other. But that's like the even if uh, there's that kid who ruined the game for everybody because he's not as good. But even our episode of Big Bang Theory I watched recently, it's been the joke for like 40 years now in movies where like you're the last kid to get picked on the team. You know, it's like no one wants to be in that situation because they know you're sickly and tiny and you're going to suck at playing. So you get picked last and you feel like shit. You know, it's like that. We don't need to do that anymore to to kids. It just it. Well, it was just a chance fourth period every day to remind me where I stood in the social heart. (laughs) That's right. I I, I appreciated that. Every day it got to happen. Well, and for PE, for me, I, I can't remember what year it was, but I got a D in PE because I refused to dress out. That was, They called it dressing out for some reason, which means changing into your gym clothes. And I, I just did, that, yeah. I didn't want to go into the, the room with all the other boys and change in front of them and change into clothes, especially not shower in there or whatever. And so they said, OK, well, you get an F for the day. I'm like, OK, <laughs> like this is terrible. Right. I'm like, I don't want to change. I don't want to do this garbage. And so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I, I also remember I told this story many times, but PE related. Uh, we had severe dress codes in middle school, which um, were very important, of course, about how long your sleeves were, how long your shorts were. And we had a PE coach named uh, somebody. I won't say his name here because I can't quite remember it anyways. Um, it Mr. Coach G, I want to say. Yes, Coach G. I think that's his name. Uh, real tall, real fit, tan guy in his 40s, maybe. And he was just... Um, uh, he wearing short shorts every single day of the of the yeah, year, like seventy style short like shorts, tenant shorts. You're seeing his yeah. whole thigh, whole thigh. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember he put his foot up on the bleachers and he get real touch and go for a little bit. There. <laughs> a little hairy there. Oh, I shouldn't say hairy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways, so he was in for some reason they enlisted him to come into like one of these life 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 sciences courses to tell us about the dress code, and he was telling us about how. We should wear your shorts have to be this long to for, you know, in walking around classes. And as he's demonstrating, his shorts are way too short. 
He's like putting his hand down by his side. And, and yeah. this is how I remember it. I don't know if this actually happened this way, but I raised my hand. And I said, well, sir, aren't your shorts too short for the dress code? And then I got detention. <laughs> so here's here's what I remember. OK, tell me how it really happened. this situation. <laughs> I don't remember the detention thing, but uh, there was an administrator that came to talk mm. to. I don't know if it was a class or if we were on the gym or something. Um, but they at the end talked, to, talked about rest dress code and then at the end said, are there any questions? And there were a few about like specific type things. And I, I think it was you who asked, uh, does the dress code apply to teachers? Yes. I said, yes, of course. And you said, what about Coach G? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember the administrator being a little bit taken aback, but saying, we'll have to think about that and discuss it. And then moved on. I remember getting a det- detention. I don't remember. You was- may have. I mean, maybe you got snarky somewhere else and got a detention about it. Because I've gotten the situation. I remember <laughs> didn't lead to negative. It led to like an admin going, oh, I guess I got to think about that, huh? Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're thinking of like girls are going to be wearing shorts that short or skirts or something, but not thinking about the male PE coach who's wearing two That's shorts right. that are too short. Well, the thing is, like, those girls, they're going to wear it for PE and then, you know, go change into something appropriate. But he's in that all day. Yeah, Coach G. exactly. All day. Showing off those tan legs. That's right. <laughs> oh, PE. Uh, Such a wonderful experience. Here, here's a PE memory for me and sports is there were so there were always like sports you could identify. You know, the ones you knew, basketball, volleyball. Sure. And then there were international sports they tried to throw on us. I remember there was uh, like. Uh, a, a foot basically a hacky sack plus volleyball kind of mm, game sounds of, familiar I say the philippines maybe <laughs> um i remember we tried this and none of us none of us recorded it enough to keep this crap up off the ground i remember just it was the m- biggest fail ever <laughs> um, but then there were like made up games just made up things and one of these was a f- capture the flag type game with like 120 kid PE class Jesus. that involved pool noodles and buckets on either side and capturing the most noodles and taking them back to your base. I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy big thing. It was a huge event. And I remember sprinting down and making it to one of the noodle things <laughs> and grabbing a noodle and running back to my base full bore. And I was so excited because I had a noodle and I was like almost on our side of the field. And this other this girl was coming the opposite way and we just like clipped in the face Ooh, like boom um i went down she went down uh she cracked one of her front teeth oh my gosh front tooth i had a huge cut on my cheek from where that chip had like gone <laughs> into your face and, and gotten me <laughs> yeah and i remember we were both in really bad shape like really bad shape her face is swollen my face is swollen and the teacher's like well you can take each other to the nurse right <laughs> So we take each other to the nurse. This is the first time I ever talked to this girl. We actually end up talking and then kind of in some ways bonding over this. Right. In that like through the rest of the middle school, anytime we saw each other, it was like, how's your face? <laughs> and this girl and I ended up like dating for six days in high school. And now we work together at Apple. <laughs> oh, you worked together at Apple now? Yeah. That's a girl who I just bashed faces with. That's hilarious. When we were 10 or maybe 11. That's really funny. What are the chances? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and I think I remember experience during PE where it was a big thing for a lot of kids in our school that wear these white sneakers that were very, very white. And some of them would even wear them out to PE, which was silly because if you want to keep them white, why are you wearing them out in the grass and stuff? But this one kid, I accidentally stepped on his shoe during PE, and he was so upset, cursing at me, 
how dare you get my shoes dirty? Who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then he spits on me, like just full on spits on me. <laughs> I was just like, I hate PE. <laughs> it's just the worst the experience. The the worst. Worst. Just, I don't want to be outside. It's Florida and it's so hot. <laughs> it's just yeah, terrible. That was really the, the crux of most of it. It is Florida. It is so hot. <laughs> Can we go back in the gymnasium where I, I also I hate it? I have to go outside when I go to the bus. Do I have to go outside now? <laughs> Ever. Please never again. So after PE, uh, I, I played a little bit of like junior league basketball mm. in Florida. I was in the junior magic league. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, and I was on a undefeated championship team. What? In no way. Thanks to me. None, <laughs> none way. Thanks to me. Uh, I would just, I was on team with some very, very talented uh, African-American kids from uh, West Winter Park. Okay. Uh, before it was gentrified, as I'm to understand it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just really good. And like, I rode those coattails hard. <laughs> what do you remember position you played? Tall kid. <laughs> uh, except for I wasn't even that because there was one of the, the kids was like three or four inches taller than me. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was the, I remember we had two kids on the team who just carried us, carried us. Um, one was big and tall and like played really good defense. Uh, and the other one was a short, fast dribbler who could move the ball like crazy and put it in the hoop. A Muggsy Bogues. They carried us. Uh, <laughs> and I almost got to start one time until the ref called like, Hey, you've got too many guys on the court. And my, <laughs> my, my coach pulled me at the last moment. The oh one no. Time I almost got to actually start. Uh, <laughs> We went, we played before a magic basketball game because hey. we were the champions. We beat like the Maryland champion traveling peewee basketball team <laughs> who were in the state for uh, some sort of competition. And we were like supposed to be their warm up game. And you shamed them. Yeah, we did. They, they were our closest game. I still remember they were our closest game, but yeah, we beat them. Dang. And were you actually playing any, any of that game? Maybe probably in a few minutes. <laughs> I do remember they brought in a couple ringers, though. Oh. I remember they brought in because this wasn't league play, so there were no rules. This was like an exhibition. So they brought in two or three of the better kids from the other teams. I remember this. And so me and the other guys, the benchy guys didn't really get to play a whole lot. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, my only like shining moment in all this is there were not that many teams in this league. There were maybe seven teams. So you played the same teams like over and over and over. <laughs> And this one team had the assistant coach there that week, uh, and he was getting really loud. I remember he was starting, he was kind of yelling and banging tails and stuff and getting mad with his boys. And we were on the court and somebody stole a pass and passed it to me. And he flipped out and grabbed the judge's table and screamed and like threw it into the middle of the court. The hell? Papers everywhere. The timer was like upside down and... (laughs) What did they do? And he, he got expelled from the building. This was like at a community center. So there was always a police officer there. So it, t- it calmed down pretty quickly. Um, but I was the kid holding the basketball when it happened. So <laughs> I got two personal foul shots. Nice. Did you make either of them? <laughs> I made both. Hey. <laughs> 100% net on both. The only time I've ever done such a thing in my life was at the super clutch moment. <laughs> and while I'm not going to say that that we won because of my shots. We were in the last minute. We were only up by two. So my two shots took us to head by four, which made us a little bit more comfortable. And then we ended up winning. Nice. 
You helped. But I'm not going to say like, I made it at the buzzer and I'm the one that I'm like, yeah, I gave us a little bit of buffer at a moment where it was important. You are Orlando's through a table. You're Orlando's Rudy right now. (laughs) I am. I'm Rudy, but twice as tall. Well, my big experience in high school with sports was actually being in marching band uh, because like I was in regular band, but then marching band high school, you, you know, it's you get together and you do the halftime and you do the you sit in the stands and play the fight song and everything. And I should know so much about football because I'd probably been to 100 games, but I can't remember anything about football because I just was talking with my friends. And all of a sudden, the the instructor would be like, fight song like that. We Oh, OK, here we go. We lift our trumpet up and I'd start playing the fight song and put the trumpet back down and go back to talking with my friends. It was just a social you know, thing. And it's funny because there's like dichotomy of this football team in the field who none of us know or like. We don't know any of them. And they're all probably flirting with the cheerleaders and stuff. And then we have our own little social circle, the band geeks and sitting in the stands. And I'm trying to flirt with the flute player, you know, and stuff like that. So but we never even associate with people who are down well, in the mean, field. She plays the flute. I mean, that's the best ones, you know, flute and clarinet right there. But uh, I prefer the woodwinds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we played the halftime show, which was always fun. And like I, it was actually really fun. And like being part of this giant behemoth walking around all at one time. And it was a lot of work because we had to rehearse even in the summertime. It was crazy. Um, yeah, and uh, I agree with you. I went, I went to football games and maybe one basketball game, but it was always for the social experience. It yeah. was never to go and root on the team or because of any sense of pride in our football team. Exactly. You're there for a burgers, hang out with your friends, and yeah, and right. it was just- it's because there's that cute girl who didn't seem to mind when you put your arm around her last week, and you're oh. hoping she's going to be here. And when she's not, you're probably going to eat too much popcorn. And you probably missed your shot. So she already has a boyfriend now. So you should have said you something. You definitely missed your shot, dude. You <laughs> missed it. I'm not going to miss my shot. I already did. Damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I went to, and I said, I went to maybe one basketball game. And as I remember, like most high school things, it was to impress a girl. And she wasn't even playing. I think her friend was on the team. Hmm. So even that was like was very was not due to any amount of respect for the sport. No, uh, it was because I wanted to sweatedly pawn my arm around a girl and then get rejected. <laughs> Which we're really good at there. Yeah, that was the goal. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, so sports ball. It's just been my stepdad watches football and golf like my entire since I've been eight years old. That's what he watches all the time. Um, and so I've learned enough about how football works and somewhat how golf, you know, the, the finer rules of golf because golf is pretty straightforward, but there's, you know, finer things, penalties and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm aware of them, but I just never just I tried even when I was working at CNN, everyone was really involved in the March Madness pool for basketball. So I tried to learn more about the college teams and stuff. And it's just I had no interest. I really tried to be interested. And it's just so uninteresting to me. I don't know why. And and I know you can be a geek mm. and like sports at the same time. Like we have a fan of uh, Paul Wright who watches the show, or listens to the show um, over there on the Cosmic Pizza podcast. He's a big football fan, American football fan, um, which is kind of hard to do over there. because You have to find the right channels to watch it and stuff like that. Um, and he's also a big geek, a big Star Trek nerd. So you can be both. It's just, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Have you been able to get uh, into no, watching any sports at all? No, the, the hell with that. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, watching them in person I mean, is a little e-sport, different. But. E-sports are the closest I get. And maybe the Olympics occasionally. 
the Olympics and also like going to live games. Like when I was working at CNN, we got free tickets to all the Atlanta sports teams. And so I went to a football game, went to a couple of baseball games, which baseball game is pretty fun for social because not much is going on in the games. So you just talk with your friends. <laughs> it's a long, boring game. Um, and the, but the best thing was hockey. We got to do live hockey matches. And we get a big giant beer, go to the hockey match, people get in fights, the whole thing, there's blood flying. It's like, this is pretty entertaining. <laughs> so I recommend that to people if they haven't done it, see a live hockey game. I'm sure our Canadian listeners have seen oh, plenty I of them. I think I've been to one or two live hockey games. Yeah? I've, yeah, I've been to, yeah, man, God, when was that? Probably with church or something. You know, realistically, it was like a youth group activity or something like that. Makes sense. And then Harrisburg, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, had a minor league soccer team, the Heat. Oh, the Heat. They also had the uh, minor, uh, minor league basketball team, the Hammerheads, but I'm pretty sure that the city lost that, like when I was seven. The Hammerheads disbanded. Oh, that was like our hockey team in Atlanta. Uh, right the like, year after I left, they, uh, Canada bought them. So basically, we just lost hmm. our entire hockey team. There's no Atlanta hockey. The Thrashers, they're just gone. Like thanks nice. Canada stole, and we were like the had the most African American players of any hockey team in the NHL <laughs> because it's in Atlanta. It was a very high African American population, and hockey is a very white sport. So there's like uh, we had yeah. the most African Americans of any hockey team. Which That's is, right. It's five, <laughs> and then they were sold to Canada. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, esports. You mentioned that I. I was, you know, really into Overwatch, as you still are a lot. And I was watching, I started watching more of the tournaments that were going on because they've really gotten into it, paying big money for these teams to be together for different countries and even states here in the U.S. And I went to my first uh, watching party. This is a couple of years ago uh, for the big tournaments that were going on. And we have a Florida team, the Florida Mayhem. And I got my first sports feeling experience. We were all in a bar watching on a big screen the the Overwatch championship. And people were rooting for their team, wearing the shirts. I have my my Florida Mayhem T-shirt on, and we were just rooting and like, oh man, he's not good. He's not going to do it. Oh, he's not going to do it. And we were following the commentator. I understood what the commentators were talking about, like the finer things the commentators were talking about. I was like, this is great. And so, like, I finally understood what it felt like to be a sports fan, and it is real sports. It's going to be more and more acknowledged as a real sport going forward, because the amount of time and practice you had to put into. You know how hard it is to get good at Overwatch or yeah, other games like it. Yeah, you've got more and more universities offering scholarships, starting esports teams, sponsorships, and advertising's getting there. So, like, they know where the money is and they want to do especially it. Especially in the age of of COVID right now, where people can't come together physically, esports have really filled a big gap. Oh yeah, and it's just I'm hoping more it gets to be more countries get involved besides South Korea, and that would be great. <laughs> but you know, we'll get there. All right, German, I've got a wrap up question for us. All right. What's that? What is a sport that you would be okay with your future children playing and like being invested in? Because I think about this, like what if Joyce is really into sports? Yeah. I mean, I thought about that too, since me and my current partner are not really into sports. What would we do with that? Um, And I definitely just would say no to football or rugby. I'd be like, no, because that's that'll damage yeah. damage your body and your brain. Just not going to happen. Um, you can do it if you turn 18 and you want to choose to do it then. Sure. But I'm not helping you do that. Um, but any other sport I'd support, um, I'd be really more excited if they're into something. I don't know that used your brain a little, but I, I really like soccer and the idea of getting more into that because I had to watch some of the World Cup uh, games when I was in England and that was really fun. Um, mm. So I, I could imagine watching myself seeing I, I can imagine watching those games and not being bored out of my mind. But yeah, what about See, you? I hope that my kid gets into something cool 
and not something expensive. Ah, that's true. Like curling would be cool, but I hope they don't get into horse stuff. Oh, yeah. Or like rowing where you need to sponsor a $60,000 boat every year, like that kind of crap. Gee, oh, yeah. That would that'd be cost prohibitive. So I'd be like, well, we just can't afford that. So you're not doing it. <laughs> well, I remember our crew team had uh, at our high school had crazy fundraising efforts, like insane fundraising Jeez. efforts because the amount of money that just the stuff costed. And they, they think of it's silly, but Winter Park, they're thinking of rowing and crew being a, uh, a prestigious sport like lacrosse. You know, it's like a rich well, people sport, you know. Yeah, I remember the crew teams actually talking about how. You know, there are smart kids of 4.0 GPAs everywhere, but they have they're more Ivy League recruiters that come to check out the crew team than the IB kids. I remember. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous because rowing is huge in the Ivy League. Yeah, because when I was at Boston University, the the right there is the Charles River, which separates BU. And then the other side is MIT and Harvard right across the river from us. And the thing was the big thing with the bean pot was with the hockey, but also with um, the rowing team. So it was a big down the Charles River. You had these big rowing competitions. And so that's the big thing. They make a lot of money off of it. And so, yeah, it's so silly. They're trying to get those kids as opposed to kids making the best grades. But and also we had so many deaths while we were there um, because there's rowing accidents and there's people just dead in the Charles River. They a lot of the rowing teams find dead bodies floating in the water as they're rowing. They'll hit a body. Oh, so it's like a public service. Oh, yeah, (laughs) because kids at MIT (laughs) kill themselves all the time. So it's great Uh. (laughs) on a dire note. But yeah, also, I think soccer would be a cheap thing for your kid to get into relatively. Oh, yeah, shin pads, ball. Yeah, you're good. Outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, volleyball. There you go. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Volleyball, like knee pads, shorts and a shirt. I, I wouldn't hopefully like I wouldn't want if I had a daughter or son to get into gymnastics too much because it stunts your growth. But well, not only that, there's a lot of really messed up culture mixed up in gymnastics. You yeah. only have to watch one or two documentaries on Netflix to find this out. It's pretty disturbing. Oh, yeah. There's some crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. So final verdict is we're not into sports, but esports is the way to go. Esports is the way to go. Either yeah. way, I'm going to be sweaty. Yeah, I don't like being outside or sweating. So <laughs> that's a problem for me. It's not going to work. So I guess that brings us to the end of the Sappy Crap podcast. That's right. Thank you for taking this stumble down sports ball memory lane. Join us next time when we're going to talk about a topic so awesome we don't even know what it is yet. It could be anything, so please join us next time for whatever we talk about. (laughs) It'll be sappy. And remember, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds.